What's up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 200 of Misfits and Rejects. What a wild ride. What a milestone. 200 episodes. Another 100 from last time when you saw me or heard me, sorry, with my father, Bob Kruder. We uh, were sitting in Germany, Bavaria, overlooking this beautiful field of cattle, having a conversation about his life, how he designed his life, the things he did, and where he finds himself now as somebody who's living out his retired years. And then fast forward now another year, almost two years, another 100 episodes, and my dad came back on to interview me and ask me questions about what's been going on with me, Misfits and Rejects, my online entrepreneurial adventure, my desire to make online business, and this podcast. And it was really cool. We shared a really cool moment in time, which is great because it'll be recorded. We can always go back and, and see what it was like when we had that conversation. My dad's turning 80 this year in November coming up. So you can imagine it's not only a great moment to mark in time, but it was a great moment for a father and son to share. And uh, he got to hear where I'm at and what's been going on over the last you know four and a half, five years, even though he hears about it from time to time, really got to break it down with him and, and hear the questions that he might have if he had his own podcast. And uh, it was fun. So thank you for joining us. Really excited to share this episode with you. He asked me questions. I answer pretty straightforward format as you've been hearing for the last 200 episodes. But again, here we are almost five years into Misfits and Rejects. As many of you heard in episode 190, Misfits and Rejects took a turn in the sense of, I found out how many listeners are out there. There's a hundred of you and I appreciate every single one of you. The analytics are saying that after a period of time, it's actually more like 150. But again, I appreciate every single one of you who come share this moment in time with me, hopefully get a lot of value out of the inspirational stories that I share with you. Hopefully some of them you connect with and maybe inspire you to take that first step out into whatever you want your life to be like, whether it's an entrepreneur online, whether it's a brick and mortar entrepreneur, whether it's just somebody who enjoys their life a little bit more doing what they want to do because they connected with one of these stories that I bring on. So really fun to be here with you again for episode 200. As you'll hear, Misfits and Rejects is moving in a direction. I don't know exactly what direction it is. I'm just kind of following my instincts, my interest, where I want to go with Misfits and Rejects. And that is right now me developing a pilot to create an animated series for Misfits and Rejects. And what that means is I'd like to go back through every single episode and turn it into an animated episode. So going back, essentially, me narrating the individual story who came on for that episode and squishing it down to more of a digestible chunk of time, whether it's like 7 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, and then building a little animated visual to pair with it. And as you can imagine, me not having any skills online, really, uh, trying to learn how to animate something to create my pilot has been an adventure in itself, which I'll go into detail more as I continue to develop it. But yeah, creating a little animated series. I'm going to put it on YouTube. Hopefully that's going to generate some more listeners and maybe point Misfits and Rejects in a direction that it could become more of a business, more of a brand, more of something that's monetizable. Although I do this because I love it and I will continue to do it. Because I love it, it would be nice to make this more of a viable business venture. Because right now, guess what? It's just a show. I mean, it's a show that I hope inspires you. It's a show that I created to scratch my own itch, just to really bring these stories that I found so powerful and motivating to me to you and hopefully inspire you as well. 
And as it was pointed out to me so eloquently and articulate and kindly by Dan Andrews from the Dynamite Circle, and I'll cite his episode in the show notes, I have built a show. It's not a business. Maybe it could become a business, but I really need to figure out the value proposition of this podcast. You know, the 150 of you who show up every week and listen are getting something from it, and I hope it's what I think it is, that inspiration, that motivation, or just the entertainment side of it because a lot of these people are super entertaining. But there needs to be a more in-depth layer that I add to it, something that delivers a more specific value proposition, something that hits home to all of you that hopefully you can utilize to change your life. That's where my head's at. That's what I'd like to deliver to you. I don't think it's going to be a product you know, that I have manufactured in China that you then utilize. I don't think it is, but maybe it is. I mean, I'm open to your suggestions. If you like the idea of me turning Misfits and Rejects into an animated series, please comment in the show notes or reach out to me directly, chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. I'd love to hear your feedback per usual. Um, it's been said to me that maybe if I just got real specific with one of these types of beautiful misfits and rejects that I interview, being it a entrepreneur, for example, in a specific type of entrepreneurial niche, I would have a easier time capturing more individual listeners and possibly monetizing it in a way that really benefited that niche that I chose. So again, comment below if you're watching this on YouTube and send me an email if you're not and you're hearing this in your earbuds. If you're a first time listener and you just found this podcast, I'd love it if you subscribed, hit subscribe. I'd love it if you shared it with a friend. If you think this message is interesting, unique, special, and you found value in any episode that you've listened to, I'd be honored if you shared it with a friend, with somebody you think might get some kind of benefit from listening to all these beautiful characters that I interview around the world and hopefully change someone's life. So again, if you're listening right now in earbuds and you're on a podcast player, hit subscribe. If you'd like to see the visual content of Misfits and Rejects. I'm starting to put it up on YouTube. You can see this episode live that I had with my father on YouTube. So you can head over to youtube.com and then type in Misfits and Rejects podcast or just Misfits and Rejects and you will find it on YouTube. You'll get to see my face, my dad. You'll get to see what I look like in 40 years. We're basically twins. And uh, that I think is the future of Misfits and Rejects as I see it now. It's hard knowing which direction to go. So I just keep following my gut, following where my interests lie because doing something I don't want to do causes me a lot of stress and a lot of frustration and a lot of unnecessary mental anguish because I don't want to be doing it in the first place. So why do it? So that's why I'm sticking to my guns. That's why I'm really trying to set my boundaries. That's why I'm trying to focus in on what I know I can sustain, maintain, and love to continue to do. Even if that love begins to dissipate at some point, it'll still be in an arena that I want to participate in, that I want to provide content for you all. And it won't be something that I'm just going to throw in the towel because I went after the money or I went after that product that I thought everybody wanted or everyone said they wanted, but I had no interest in manufacturing it or developing it. So that's where I'm at. And again, thank you for joining me week in and week out. I appreciate every single one of you who are listening right now. Episode 200, me and my dad, Bob Cruder, sitting it down, having a great conversation. And I hope you enjoy. So please sit back, relax. And enjoy this episode with Chapin and Bob, episode 200. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. 
with cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today I'm joined by my father, Bob Kruder, and it's another milestone. Episode 100, we sat in Germany together in Bavaria on a beautiful balcony overlooking a field of cattle. Uh, so I thought it fitting, and actually it was your suggestion, that you come on for episode 200 and interview me. So for today's episode, my father will be interviewing me, and if you can't tell, look at the camera, Dad. This is me, how I look in 20 years, you know, twins basically. So I'm excited to do this with you. And, You're being uh, <laughs> generous in 20 years. You need more than that. Sorry, 40 years, I guess, would be more appropriate. You're 80 this year, huh? Yeah, 80. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to him, and uh, this is episode 200 of Misfits and Rejects. Well, here we are. A long session, as he said. I'll be 80 in November, and I guess you're still 40, and so we I didn't figure it out very quickly, so we had a later start, but here we are. And what comes to my mind is, how's this whole podcast thing working out for you? Well, as you know, and I've shared with the audience, it is working out in the sense that it's still a passion project. It's still something that I do because I love it. And the traction that I thought I had gained over the last four and a half years just isn't real. It wasn't the track. There was no traction. I mean, from doing what I do online every, every week, week in and week out, spend like, they know, seven to 10 hours on this a week. Um, and I post once a week on Facebook and I post once a week on Instagram and that's kind of the extent of my marketing. Turns out in four and a half years, you can generate about a hundred new listeners <laughs> with just that strategy. So word of warning folks, if you are doing a podcast, it's a lot of work and for four and a half years to get a hundred listeners. I'm proud to say I have a hundred listeners and I appreciate all of you for coming back week in and week out, but you can imagine it's discouraging thinking that you're doing something so wonderful. But in the end, there's there's a hundred listeners who only agree with you. And you mentioned that you're trying to expand into YouTube and maybe do some animation on that. Yeah, that's actually funny you bring that up because it's not something I divulge to my audience yet, but it is something that I have considered, which is taking all this content that I have, which are in some ways you could think about it like life scripts. I have over two hundred life scripts of individuals out there who I'd really admire and think are beautiful people and thinking about now where my where my situation is at maybe trying to repurpose that has led me down the path of considering maybe little animated features i could put on youtube since youtube is a search engine it's easier to find things through youtube rather than the search engines of podcasting i felt it might be a natural good progression for me to give this a visual touch since now that we're in covid traveling is going to be so difficult um carry a cameraman with me and film these things that maybe I just bring back to life in a, in a shorter, shorter sort of format with a visual aesthetic that makes people look like superheroes. And you mentioned repurpose and what would the end purpose be? At this point, it's to continue to deliver a message that I hope is inspirational, maybe more informative about the lifestyle that I like to lead, the lifestyle that all these other individuals are leading, and add another shred of value, probably more valuable than the inspiration and the 
idea generation that I was hoping all these podcasts were delivering. I seem to be missing a key element, which is probably why it hasn't been shared in the way that I thought it might be being shared. And the way my analytics were telling me that it was being shared originally, like it wasn't, I wasn't completely in the dark in the sense of I was viewing analytics that just were completely inaccurate. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, when you say inspiration, the end benefit is to inspire what? To make life change, to hear these stories and, and see individuals who are taking responsibility for their lives. And if the individual listening finds himself unhappy and stuck in a life situation, that they might connect with one of these stories and, and make that choice to figure out a way out of it. Obviously, none of this is easy, as you've heard from me talking to you over the last five years of doing this. And as I hear week in and week out from these individuals who have the ups and downs of starting a business in a third world country or doing the online game, which I've been at. So, But just giving that person the connectivity to one story that maybe can make that life shift that is everlasting is, is has been my goal from day one, since all these people that I interview are, have always motivated me and inspired me to keep trying. And have you heard back from anybody over the years that has, that has happened to? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Katrina being one of them who I just had uh, lunch with or brunch the other day here in Newport Beach. She's a childhood friend who found one of my posts on Facebook about a couple who were living and teaching in Asia who were willing to offer some assistance to anybody out there listening on how to get in the online teaching game. And she found herself in Uganda, broke, not able to find a job and really struggling, but wanting to make a life in Uganda. And so she reached out to Jennifer, Jocelyn, and Jennifer walked her through the steps, becoming a teacher for VIP Kid. And that then was the first step to getting enough income to stay in Uganda, to which then lead to her now, since we just had brunch and she was really excited to divulge what has happened since we last spoke, but now she has a job at a high-end international school in Uganda, making American salary, but living for a fraction of the cost in a country and city that she loves more than anything. With you know, She's a single mom, so now she actually has the ability to save money and make a really fruitful go at life for quite some time to, into the future. And when you say single mom, just curious, uh, she has children with her? Yep. She took her son there. They made the move together. And uh, she wants to raise her son in Uganda. And, yeah, that's she's doing well now. She must have had a an inspiration to, to get her to make that move. Has she ever identified what caused her to move? Absolutely. And you and the audience can go listen to the episode. But it was essentially a love for Africa and a love for Uganda that she had experienced years prior on her travels around the world and deciding that Newport Beach wasn't a place she wanted to raise her son and thinking around the world where she loved the most and Uganda was I think in her top one or two and so she took what little savings she had which I think was like three grand left on a one-way ticket she was familiar with Uganda so it wasn't necessarily a super far reach of diving into the deep end but um, like I said she struggled when she first got there thinking it'd be a lot easier to find a job and just through the podcast, yeah, like you asked, it was one example of someone who was inspired by it, made the change, and now is reaping the benefits of taking that first step. But it always seems like it always takes the courage to take that step. 
yeah, it does take a lot of courage <clears throat> and willingness to kind of surrender to what is out there and what could be and what is to come. I mean, she knew Uganda and she knew the people were kind, but she didn't know if she'd be able to sustain a life for herself. And she actually said, which I learned from our conversation the other day at breakfast, was that she did go broke and she was able to rely on her Ugandan friends to give her microloans to sustain her life for the coming months of trying to figure out how she was going to make it work with her and her son. And I thought that was interesting when, you know, reaching out to individuals that I know nothing about, but the stereotype is that might have less than her who are still willing to like lend a financial helping hand for me is just always such a really cool thing to hear because I've experienced around the world and it's something I try to really help the audience understand through these stories in my own is that there are so many kind people in this world who are willing to help and most of them have nothing, but they just want to lend a helping hand when they see one out in need, you know? That's, that's touching. Yeah. Touching. What comes to mind is, thanks to you, and you and I have both been always on kind of a investi- investigating life path. You first did the uh, power of now, and then through, through your talk about that, I grabbed the uh, new earth by Tolly, Toll, Tolly. And in that, he mentioned uh, one has to be comfortable with living with uncertainty. And it sounds like the lady in Uganda certainly had no idea what was going to happen, but she was comfortable going into the unknown. Yeah, and that's a, a common thread that I think unites all these beautiful misfits and rejects who come on the show and tell their stories is that they were willing to step into uncertainty. And whether they were comfortable with it or not, were willing to face it and live in uncertainty for a significant period of time, whether it was six months to multiple years for a lot of people. Um, and that seems to be a separating factor, I think, from them versus others who are still stuck in a life situation that they're unhappy with. Further on that same theme, you and I have talked about the difference between doing and being. Mm-hmm and how uh, it's so easy to get caught up in trying to figure that satisfaction that comes from doing rather than being who you are. Uh, it sounds like most of the people you talk to are more into being than doing. Yeah, if you could just rephrase that, because I don't think I understood perfectly, or my audience did, but maybe they did. So, yes, I agree with you that there's more satisfaction as being rather than doing But at the same time, in order to find yourself in a situation where you can be comfortable, be happy, at times you have to do to get there. Just sitting at home waiting for the lottery man to come knock at your door is is not necessarily always going to happen. And he makes that point. I mean, obviously you have to, you need to do to plan the trip and all that. Totally. I I do struggle with that, though, because I feel like growing up with you and mom, that there was an underlying message being like you you have the capability to always be satisfied even in the shittiest experiences through the eastern philosophical way that you know we were raised and that's still tough you know and through the book that you just described he he articulates that that's not necessarily true but you will find peace in moments where you otherwise would have found pain and discomfort and judgment where you're like, this sucks. It's okay to have it suck, but what ultimately you want is just to make peace with that suck because if you can't change it, that's where you're stuck. 
what comes back to mind is the days of our, I guess I was the, the basketball coach, your basketball coach at Boys and Girls Club. And we came down to the last, and you had to make the three throw. Yep. And you missed. Yep. Definitely, yeah. And probably toiled with that one for a long time. You know, <laughs> never didn't make peace with it. But just in recent um, days with the experience of having the podcast not having turned out in the way I thought after four and a half years, I would say the accumulation of years of working at this and understanding, you know, what you said, being, doing, being present what happened was is rather than spending whatever it was 10 years dwelling on that moment, which I obviously didn't do every day, but it probably was a reoccurring theme in various aspects of my life and athletic career was that this episode only took two days to get over and move past. And now I find myself in a state of peace and even joy with the fact that it happened, like knowing that I didn't quit knowing that I'm going to continue to do this no matter what, whether people listen or not, but it has provided motivation to figure it out. And like I said, maybe add an extra layer of value that people are more incentivized to share with their friends and family and people who think might get benefit from it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, you seem to be on the path. Your other, your other endeavor, the uh, surf course, mm -hmm. which I assume our, the listeners know about. Yep. How's that coming along? It's in the same phase that I put it in, whatever, like six months ago, which is just a holding pattern. I shut down everything I could that was unnecessary to keep going, like, for example, the advertising and stuff like that, and just basically left it on autopilot with the necessary components to keep it alive online, which still cost me a monthly whatever. But I just eat that every month, and then what happens, it seems that it averages out by the end of the year to a break-even, roughly, or I lose 100 bucks, or I make 100 bucks. But like, for example, tomorrow I have a client who found me and a year ago reached out and wanted to do a private surf lesson with me and articulated that'd be fine whenever he wanted to come to town, I'd be around. So a year later he reached out and we organized it and I have a private surf lesson tomorrow. So always willing to help and the anybody out there. And the, and the weather's going to be good for it. Yeah, it's gorgeous here in Southern yeah. California. Yeah, it's going to be warm. Um, so ultimately, uh, you've mentioned you'd like to be sitting in Thailand, living uh, more inexpensively and continuing to do this uh, and just have the freedom to wander. But this still takes some time. You were hoping to get into a situation where it would all take care of itself, were you not? Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, along the path that I've chosen, the original motivation was to automate it to a way that I could just collect passive income that I could just go back to doing what I did before, which is wake up in Nicaragua, walk an hour down to the beach, surf for two to three hours, walk back, make a casual lunch, maybe surf again, have drinks with my friends, and basically live that life on automation, you know, with a, a cash flow coming in that could sustain it. Um, what I found was through the banging my head against this computer for the last five years, and then reflecting on the other goal I had set for myself, which was trying to become a professional athlete, I do embrace and I do get a certain amount of satisfaction more so than I think, which I'm discovering still to this day of the challenge. Like I like the challenge. I like to choose something that I know I can accomplish, but is well out of my comfort zone and range of knowledge, whether it's physical or mental, and then moving in a direction to try to accomplish a goal I set for myself. 
So I've been thinking about that a lot lately, which is like, I would never probably set the goal for myself to be an astronaut. I have no desire to be an astronaut, even though I know it'd be challenging. <clears throat> I have no skill set in mathematics or the things necessary to be chosen as an astronaut that gets sent to space, you know, by the space program. And since nothing in me is driven for that challenge, to accomplish that challenge, that's not something I would ever challenge myself with. But I've, with this, the things that I've set, the goals I've set for myself now, like I'm not great at learning languages, but my goal before I die is to speak fluently at least one, maybe two. And this online entrepreneurship, like I'm not well equipped for the online game and even entrepreneurship, if you will, uh, it's still something I am confident I could accomplish with enough time spent at it. So you're basically in the arena that is challenging and requires you to expand, and you're doing it. And I assume you're spending quite a bit of time at it Yeah, every day. Every day, four to six hours, more or less. I mean, if you averaged out the amount of time I spent on it, we could probably say like 365 days a year, I spent at least you know three to six hours on it, give or take. You know, well, That's good, but you're still able to get surfing in. No, surfing's taking a back seat. It's more of a desire in me to drive at this, work at this every day than it is to progress my surfing. Even though every day I surf, I'm like, I need to incorporate this in my life because it's such a nourishing thing for my soul and body. I still just find myself not motivated to go seeking out the waves or even making the effort, which is something I've been toiling with because I should probably change that. But when I have spare time, I'd rather be sitting at the computer. Understandable. There's lots to do. Yeah. Lots to do, and it's not, uh, it doesn't sound like it's really grief work. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, that's where it's, that's what I struggle with sometimes because, I mean, like I showed you today, the little animated video I'm making, the learning of the tools necessary for anything I do online is so painful for me. I'm so not interested in learning any of it, full stop. <laughs> The outcome, however, when I get to see what I've accomplished through the time spent is fulfilling enough to keep motivating me and driving me forward. <laughs> but I, I think about that all the time. Like if I ever sit at a podium giving a speech that's going to inspire everybody, like on what I accomplished, what am I going to say when I look back 2020, hindsight 2020 at my, my experience, my perseverance, like will any of this have been enjoyable? Sure. But not in the same way that you hear, like, say, um, a good example would be, like, Martha Stewart or somebody. Like, I just love baking or whatever she's into, like, home care. Like, I don't have that for anything I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a means to an end, but I also think that if I had the passive income coming in in Nicaragua, living on the beach, there would be a period of time in which I loved it, relished it, just enjoyed every moment of it, but came to a, the end of it saying, like, I want to challenge myself. Right. So that's kind of where this is at. I'm challenging myself. And if you look back at my career of trying to play professional soccer, that lasted about five years. So I'm at that five-year threshold. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens after this. But I don't foresee myself going to get a nine-to-five. So that's the other thing that's constantly nipping on my heels is avoiding that to maintain a life that I've always dreamed of. So well, one thing nice about doing this, you don't age out of it. Correct. As you do in soccer. True. Yeah. And uh, 
this day and age with COVID, you probably wouldn't be playing anyway. That's correct. A lot of those kids who are like on the cusp of making it, young adults, men, who maybe were on the team, not on the team anymore. I mean, yeah. they just keep the probably necessary players to get the job done, and everyone else is cut because budgets are cut. What comes to mind also is that you know you spend quite a bit of your time uh, nurturing your niece and nephew, right? Yeah, I do. And when I'm on the road, I miss them quite a bit. But I also am comfortable with my life choices and decisions, and find myself equally as joyful and present in the places that I choose to reside for the extended periods of time. And that's what's great about FaceTime, you know, is we get to connect face-to-face and I don't have to be here every single day. Yeah, works better one-on-one than in these Zoom meetings where you have to compete for for space. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to have an intimate conversation with 20 people listening to what you're going to say on, on Zoom. Well... Well, cool, Dad. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 200 and doing this. I guess, what is it now? It's almost two years since we sat down for this last one together. Right. And uh, that's crazy when you think about it. So it's one episode a week. You make it 52 weeks in a year. And here we are, episode 200. Well, maybe uh, look forward to doing episode 300, yep. 400, and 500. Absolutely. Yeah, with another layer of value added. Maybe another visual layer added at that point in time. Maybe Misfits and Rejects is something that has grown into a brand of some kind. Or I mean, who knows? Just got to keep trudging forward and turning when you're supposed to turn left and turning when you're supposed to turn right and, and sometimes backtracking, <laughs> kind of like I'm doing right now, I feel like. One thing that did come to mind is just our relationship over the years. We've been very fortunate to uh, be close for our life, you know, it's a fortunate relationship where father and son stay together the whole time and enjoy being with each other. Yeah, and I think about that as well, where when I listen to like Guy Raz on How I Built This, which is the podcast I enjoy, and he talks to all these successful people who created these empires, and he always finishes the conversation with, now do you think that your success is due to luck or hard work? And I always think about the answers that they give. Because where I stand right now, if I ever get asked that question, it's 100% luck. I was born into this family with you and mom that were completely supportive in an area that was well-to-do with all the opportunity given to me. And at a time when there's opportunity to be had, you know, and there's no war that I have to go to lose my life, like, that is pure luck, you know, and, and everything that came after that, sure, I had to like walk towards and put a lot of effort into so I can see where somebody who built this great empire of in a business wants to pat themselves on the back and say like, yeah, it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done the work. But I'm always like, well, yeah, it wouldn't happen if you hadn't been born either in this, <laughs> in this time, you know? So I toy with that and what I'll say when that day comes, but uh, right now, at this point, 99% luck to get born into this situation with you guys, always just supporting me and encouraging me to just do what I wanted to do. I mean, there's so many other examples and people who've come on this podcast who talk about, like, that's not how they grew up, whether it's their life situation in India or their family who was not at all into what they're about to embark on. Yeah. So for me and my situation, there's a lot of luck that played into this. Maybe I should have been more of a hard ass. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think with my personality that would have benefited me at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad we've gone this far, and may we continue to march on. Love you, Dad. Love you. Awesome, Dad. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me, pick my brain about the last four and a half years of me conducting these interviews and taking a stab at it for yourself. It's not easy, is it? You know, sitting there coming up with questions that flow nicely and really trying to create a piece of content that people are interested in sticking around for for, you know, 35, 45 minutes. But you did great, and I love getting to do it with you. And I hope that maybe one day you start your own podcast because I know my dad is always somebody who loves having those kind of back and forth kind of conversations, those really deep exchanges with people that you get to know them on a personal level. You get to dive deep into their psyche. And even if you don't, dis- even if you don't agree with them, you get to really connect with their thought processes and, and how they view the world. And I think I took a lot of that from my dad, which is why I love these people and interviews so much. So thank you again, dad. I love you a lot. Remember, if you're a first time listener and you're listening to this on your earbuds, please pull out your phone, hit subscribe. And if you like this, you like Misfits and Rejects, you like this interview, if you've heard another interview that you'd like to share with somebody, that would mean the world to me. That really, really helps me get more listeners and just cast this net a bit farther to bring in more like-minded individuals searching for that life that they always dreamed of, that they always desired. So thank you again for listening. If you'd like to head over to YouTube, you can head over to youtube.com, type in Misfits and Rejects, and you will find this episode live. You'll get to see my face. You'll get to see my dad sitting there next to me, my twin in 40 years. And uh, you can view it there and you could subscribe there, which is awesome. Would appreciate a subscription on YouTube. And again, just appreciate you coming every week to support Misfits and Rejects and hear these stories. Love to hear from you. Please leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, like I said. And if you're not and you want to just reach out to me via email, please email me, Chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. I'd love to hear your feedback on you know my idea about animating it and my idea on continuing forward or any ideas that you have that you think could benefit the direction Misfits and Rejects is going, how to turn this into more of a, a business. Again, I don't have all the answers. I'm not that creative of a person, so I just kind of follow my interest and this is where it's led me after four and a half years. So I love you all. I think you all are so very beautiful and I will see you in next week's episode, Monday morning, 9 a.m. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.